to Playmakers, everyone. I'm Haley Elwood. It is week 10. The Minnesota Vikings are coming to town to take on the Los Angeles Chargers, but we're going to do a little different show today. As per usual with Playmakers, we highlight amazing women in this league. And one is joining me today, Natira Holloway. She is the NFL Vice President of Business Operations and Strategy for Football Operations. Natira, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I love it. I'm so excited to have you. One of the big things that you do with your role at the NFL concerns pipeline development. And so how would you explain necessarily what that is and maybe what it is that you're doing to help diversify roles in this league? Sure. Uh, Again, thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing us to have this platform. I think pipeline development is a huge part of NFL right now. Um, It's unfortunate that we always make the news for things that people don't see, (laughs) but uh, we are hard at work. And what we do in pipeline development is making sure that we're removing obstacles for diverse folks, uh, making sure that we're paying attention to football mobility, making sure that people are aware of all of the career paths within football operations as well as uh, the greater football space. Um, We are making sure that we're identifying inequities. We're making sure that we are identifying uh, challenges that people have in movement in football. So it's it's kind of a cool place where we get to uh, really see people evolve around their career um, and help them in spaces uh, where they may not necessarily... It's not the X's and O's that they're they're really challenged with, but it's all the stuff that's around the X's and O's and, and getting uh, that pathway to whatever position, whether it's head coach or GM or marketing intern. Anything really under the sun. And we'll talk about some of those roles in a little bit. I'm sure there's no one answer to this, but in your best estimation or from your experience, what's maybe the key to advancing diversity in the NFL? I think it's intention. It's really, really one word. It's being intentional. It's it's around making sure you're just not saying, you know, we'll put these programs together and it'll happen. Or, you know, we'll rely on people to use really processes that have been around for years and not necessarily been effective um, to, to come out with the outcomes that we want to have where we're having an inclusive process. You have to be intentional to have an inclusive process. You have to be intentional to, to make sure that your pool is wide enough to cast a net around getting candidates that may not necessarily be in your sphere of influence or in your sphere of knowing. Um, this is a highly trusted business. It's a highly networked business. And if you're not networked or in that know with individuals, you shouldn't be excluded from the process. And so that's what we're trying to, or we are doing, not trying, we are doing is making sure that we can get get individuals who are, who are um, qualified to be in the process into the process, along with, with those that are already in the process. A couple of those roles that you talked about coaching and general managers, the NFL has the QB coaching summit just this year, you guys started the Aussie Newsome general manager forum. I actually got to sit behind the scenes, watch that, watch the QB coaching summit, a couple chargers front office members sat in on the GM forum as well. I was so interested in it. And I thought it was just a really interesting just day, you know, those couple days in general, but why was it so important to create that forum? Sure. So, so the, um, the actual QB summit uh, stemmed from individuals saying that there were not enough minorities on the offensive side of the ball, not enough minorities that were identified who worked with quarterbacks. Um, that generally, when we did our analytics, and we are heavily uh, analytical around where people are coming from, how do you progress to a head coaching position? How do you progress? 
progress to a GM position. And when we looked at the statistics, it said that, you know, QB coaches, um, offensive coordinators, those are the positions that matriculate to, to head coach most often in this current time. Defensive coordinators at one time currently on the offensive side of the ball. So when individuals were saying we can't find minorities on the offensive side of the ball, we were like, that's curious because we have lots of them. And so, so we we there we actually partner um, on this event with uh, the Black College Football Hall of Fame, and they uh, came up with it, and we partner with them. And it was around just showcasing the talent that's out there. The first year that we worked with them, it was I mean, I mean, it's, it's as weird as it sounds in football. It was an emotional uh, forum. We were in Atlanta because it was just like. How how could anyone not say that these individuals are you know qualified or not there or not present? It was just so much talent in one room, and um, because of COVID, we obviously had to uh, go virtual over the last two years, and that expansion has been just phenomenal. And we've had owners uh, that have now participated, we've had GMs, we've had club presidents that have participated, we have every single club participate. That was one of the criticisms of the first year: was like, where are the clubs? Well, we didn't know what we were actually, you know, getting into, but now that everybody hears about it and knows about it, all 32 were represented in some manner. And then beyond that, this year, as you just mentioned, we started the Aussie Newsom GM forum because the GM candidates were involved with the QB summit, but they need, they have different needs. They have different developmental needs. They have different developmental and networking uh, opportunities as well. So we wanted to, to, to uh, separate that and make sure that we were serving the needs of those individuals who are on that different track. Um, so that's where the Aussie Newsom, uh, in honor of Aussie Newsom uh, forum came from. And we're just gonna continue to get better in, in both of those events. I love that you mentioned how COVID actually made it almost better in a sense, because you got more of an input. And I remember talking with, um, there's a woman in terms of the the Women's Careers in Football Forum, a coach actually at Hawthorne High School. She's a, a defensive line coach there. She lives all the way out here in Los Angeles, but was able to participate virtually. And so it's a silver lining to this whole yeah. thing, if you will. And I literally just did, the, uh, did a presentation today on the limitations of virtual. Um, when you think about virtual you know, it allows us to have speakers that we typically wouldn't wouldn't have, just like you said, and, and it allows people who are very far to uh, come, who who um, who are who normally wouldn't be able to fly across the country uh, for that kind of thing. So those are the good positive things about virtual. The limitations when you talk about like the QB Summit and you talk about the GM Forum is that the networking is so key. Can I get in front of you and have a conversation, not about football, not about my scheme, but just a conversation so that you know who I am? Because again, this is a highly networked sport. So one of the things that we were able to do in lieu of that in person is we also had these networking sessions afterward. They were all virtual networking sessions and those were phenomenal. They don't replace in person, but we still use what we had to make sure that we were still forwarding the progress. And I think uh, I can't wait to, to get it back in person when people can actually take that and build the relationships that they built virtually and put it in person. Absolutely. Besides that, what was sort of the reception after the GM forum this year and why was that ownership guidance so key to it? Well, the, the biggest part of the ownership guidance is they are the ones that make the decisions, right? Uh, they, and they are also the ones that act, unfortunately get all of the blame for whatever the results or the outcomes are uh, within the um, 
the hiring season. And so it's important for them to be on the front line. It's important for them to, to meet individuals that uh, they're having to defend to the media or they're having to discuss in the media. Um, very, very important for them to be a part of this because it is so important and, and we are so intentional about diversity within the coaching and the head coaching, uh, the, I'm sorry, the head coaching and the GM ranks that if you're not having ownership representation at the table and they're the ones making that decision, then it's kind of, are you really intentional? But they really proved we had an owner that was on the entire time, including at the um, the networking session. And so that when you see ownership saying, "I'm this is important to me, whether I'm hiring somebody or not right now, this is important to me. I want to participate. I want to get to know individuals. That's what sends the message that we are making progress in this league, despite the headlines that you see. <laughs> yeah. And then in terms of the reception, just how warm was it? What kind of feedback did you guys get? We, so the beauty of uh, the QB summit and the uh, GM forum is that it's not a one-time punch. Yeah. So we're in constant conversation with individuals that participated in both events. Um, and so we got a lot of great feedback on both sides, individuals who were with the clubs as well as those participants. Um, and then we're in ongoing conversations with them, whether it's through mentorship, more development, other opportunities to network throughout the season. Um, and then now that we're going back in person, fingers crossed, um, <laughs> we're now looking forward to being able to actually have people to act, um, network in person. So we're getting lots of great feedback and lots of anticipation of in-person events. That is awesome for sure. Now let's kind of shift to women in the NFL. I'd mentioned the women's careers in football forum, Sam Rappaport, Jane Goodell, Roger Goodell do such a great job with that. But we've seen tremendous growth in terms of women's roles in the league from coaches. We, you know, I've worked the last two Super Bowls and, you know, we're talking about Katie Sowers one year and then we double it the next year. Yeah. Women <laughs> on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers staff officiating front office. What do you think is next for women in the NFL? I just think it's limitless. And, and I think one of the things is similar to when you talked about black quarterback and when you talk about uh, where we're wanting to go with black coaches is what the one day when you're not having to separate, these are how many women and these are how many men, but it's, these are how many people are really doing their thing and they're qualified and they happen to be women because that's where, what we're talking about. These women are trailblazers in spaces where they are so good. And it's not that they're women that got them to the table, it's, it's, it's one of those things where their talent and their tenacity and their, their dedication to this game is what got them to the table. And the fact that there were women in these programs allowed it to allowed us to make sure that we're, we're actually recognizing and seeing, wait a minute, this group that we've overlooked has allowed, uh, you know, it has been growing this talent and we, and we need to tap into that pool. People are not asking to have women on their, their staff just to have women. Well, this is football. We're a very competitive sports. We, we want to have the best of the best. They're looking at this pool of talent and saying, oh, that is the best, the best I want. I want her. I want her on my team. And so that's what I think is exciting is that it's just limitless. Women are doing their things. When you look at other leagues and you've got women who are vying for head coaching positions, why not us? I love that. I love that so much. And it'll probably happen one day. It's just like you said, it's just. I would take their probably out. It will happen. There you go. <laughs> I it love that. It's even better. <laughs> You've been with the NFL for nearly two decades. One of your roles prior to where you are now, you were the VP of youth and high school football. We have seen that grow tremendously as well. But how have you actually seen it grow having been in there and experienced it during your time in the league? 
Sure. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get Tom Brady to retire so that I can have the longest career at the NFL. <laughs> No, totally kidding. Totally kidding. Um, uh, yes, I've been there for nearly two, two decades. And, and I actually spent right before I moved to youth in high school football, I spent all of my years, 12 years at the time in, on the business side. And it was about how do we look at new opportunities to engage with fans? How do we uh, look at new business opportunities, things of that nature? Um, and then when I moved to youth football, one, I was like, I'm a fish out of water here. I was, I was like, what, what are we, what are we doing here? But it was the best job that I had in my then 12 years because it was at the core of the game. The reason why we do what we do, how do you use this platform one to encourage kids and to reach kids in, in neighborhoods that have, are under-resourced or in, in neighborhoods that where football is king and they're using it as a way to develop their, their young people how do you develop one of the one of my prize um, uh, initiatives or when we we started putting uh, girls flag football in high schools as a as a uh, letter sport um, it is one of those things that how do you use this sport for so much good and that's what youth football provides us is it's a it's a direct connection to the heartbeat of this game that is the future of this game when when we have a great experience and research will tell you when kids have great experiences with the game they will go on to either play or they will go on to be fans avid fans they are the health of this game so paying attention to that demographic is so key to the future of this game yeah you talk about pipeline that's it right there the chargers just a few months ago over the summer actually held a girls youth flag football event with local girl scouts local chapters in southern california Chargers GM Tom Telesco was there. He's the father of a daughter. And, and he talked about the importance of, hey, you might get out here and play this game today and you might love it, but you might catch the bug in other instances, kind of like you working in football in different experiences, yes. different areas. So like you said, you tap in young and you hope they grow with it as the game grows as well. Absolutely. And, and flag is such a great entry point into the game. Uh, it's an easy way for girls to get to the to the ball. And, and it's a great way for individuals who might not necessarily think they have the skill and the talent to, to get on, into tackle. But this is a good way to learn the fundamentals of the game. Um, and so I just love it because it's a great equalizer. We even on the pro level, we've we've done partnerships with uh, companies that have have done pros versus the, the uh, flag folks and and the, and the flag, the flag teams one and so it's, it's just it's a great equalizer I love flag I love the way that it helps people to get introduced to the game and it keeps people engaged with the game um and and like I said it all starts with that youth it, it's I mean there is nothing better than to see kids running around playing playing a game of football and having a ball and then bonding with their their um with their teammates I went to a game a high school game a too long ago it was a homecoming and this, this young man he was he was a little um shorter and smaller than the other team but his and his mom had said maybe he shouldn't play that year but he was allowed to be out there with the team and when I tell you he was the most active team member that they had because <laughs> he it, it's just it just unifies kids at their school it, it is such a great opportunity for kids to be socialized and teach teamwork and discipline all the things that any parent would want their children to learn um through the game of and, and you can do that through the game of football so i loved that job loved 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 that job that is awesome so just to kind of wrap things up here i know you mentioned the hopeful return of in-person events but what's on deck next for maybe 2022 in terms of continuing these conversations before the next gm forum and qb summit kicks off or maybe anything else that you guys have going on 
Absolutely. So as I mentioned, that's just one point on our on our calendar. We have things that we do um, in the HBCU space. So not only from a head coach and a GM, but all the way from entry level positions, we work with um, historically black colleges and universities on on the Battle of the Brains. It's another one of our great events. Um, and then we're doing a Madden tournament this uh, this at Super Bowl so that we can introduce uh, individuals to the big wide world of of esports and how that is integrated with, with football. And so uh, there are a number of things that we're doing from a football mobility space because we want people to understand that playing football is amazing. It is amazing and allows us to be the most competitive sport in this world. But when you are behind the scenes, as you as I have been for almost 18 years, um, there are also many, many careers that you can have have in this billion dollar business. And we want people that are gonna come with different perspectives and different thoughts and different from different backgrounds. And, and that inclusion is going to make us and keep us at being the most competitive sport in the world. This was an awesome conversation. I so appreciate you coming on. We'll see you out here in a couple right. months for Super Bowl 36. Thank you. I know. <laughs> Thank you for having me.